the Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found on the episode's description. Hello and welcome back to Rollcast and our playthrough of The Reaper, The Maelstrom and The Thief. As usual, I am Tom, I'm your DM, and joining me are Coogan as our cleric dragonborn Gregor. Greetings. As usual. Um, unlike usual, Gaz and JB will not be playing um, Ragnarok and Ivor, unfortunately. They are both uh, went to... Went to greener pastures, we'll say. So instead, JB is playing our small gnome wizard, Deeks. Little gnome, little gnome. Small, little, same thing. And of course, Gaz is playing our... Uh, I'm not too sure how to describe... Our eclectic friend, Ezador. Yes, maybe a bit of a confusing character, a little bit confusing, but I'm sure a lot of light is going to be cast on Ezador very, very shortly over the next couple of sessions. Um, so, for Gregor, yeah. this will be kind of like a, a repeated thing at this point. Very dull. But, uh, obviously, he before we... <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to fucking edit this part out. Of Jesus just Christ. Leave it it's funny. <sighs> We always have a good laugh, don't we, guys? <laughs> I can't remember what the fuck <laughs> I was saying. No, Jesus Christ. Sorry, um, do you want me to shut up? I've been talking no, to No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. No, it's cool. I've just lost... It, it's my fucking COVID brain. If, I, if I'm halfway through something and I get interrupted, I'm just gone. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, so obviously, Gregor is quite used to this. Um, and obviously, JB and Gaza's People are used to this, but before we start our sessions, we've started to do questions towards everyone. So uh, we'll start off with Gregor first, just so you can set the tone for everyone. Oh, I thought we stopped doing that. No, we're still we're still doing that. We're still doing that. We're still we doing that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to stop it just because your guys have died. No, no, gives us more reason to do it. Right. So Gregor, <laughs> what do you think of your new? Uh, Temporary companions. I think well, it's your a bit, first it's impressions. Bit. Well, then I was going to say the gnome was a bit of a shock to Gregor because he's not really had the best past with <laughs> non-humankind, really. Uh, especially when he just came out and said, "I slaughtered all your people." I think that wasn't a very good start of <laughs> the, of the meeting. <laughs> So he's not he's not too sure he's not too sure about this gnome. He's whether he has murdered his whole village or maybe something on those lines. Um uh the other one I'm too I'm still not too sure sure about. I I think it's still early days, I mean, especially with me just meeting them and Yeah, I'll just have to see how it goes, see if they're all right for my uh my par uh my party. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I'm trying my best. It's got the authority. Oh, it's not it turns out Gregor might end up being the leader at the moment. Well, but... I am well, I am the last of the Salamonari, so 
Does Bimit not count as one of the members? Well, true. True. Don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah, he'll start getting a bit too big for his britches, will Bimit. Christ. Leading Especially on if he finds out what it means. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> it took me a second, did that, yeah, Christ. Following on from that, uh, Ezadar, what do you think of your new um, travelling companions? Obviously, you've been locked away for quite some time. Um, this is the first interaction you've had for quite a while. What are your first impressions? Well, they seem like perfectly reasonable companions, to be honest. I'm just happy to be out of the cage. <laughs> but if I was forced to actually say, I would say Little Dix seems to be a rather pleasant little noon. And that Dragonborn, yes, he seems... I have to, I'm going to have to be wary because, as he did say, he slaughtered many people in his past. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what to make of that at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be something. That... Resisting the urge to say something there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing for you as a door, that'll be something that you uh, you find out a little bit more about as you uh, you hopefully travel a bit more together. And yeah, you can find out if he was literally. Just following orders or, you know. Yes, early else. days, early days. To be honest, let's, uh, I just, I crave for the sun. Can't say I blame you. It has been quite some time that you've been underground. And finally, yeah. well, who knows? We'll see. We'll see when you escape this temple, because who knows how long you've been down there for. Days, finally, weeks, months. It's hard to tell when there's no sunrise. Awesome, is it? With <laughs> and finally, Deeks. Same question for you. What are you? What are your thoughts on your new travelling companions? Obviously, you were a little bit stalky with them after finding uh, Bimit on the trails. But now that you're actually yes. interacting with them, yes. Well, I'm not really sure yet. I mean, I still have to uh, speak with everyone. I'm, I'm particularly interested in Amrius. Amrius, eh? Amrius, yeah. I might have a little little chat with Amrius. Um, and the dragon, of course. Of course. The dragon. That's what it this is, is all dragon. about. <laughs> yes. Um, Ezador uh, is, is relatively new as well. He is, yes. Uh, he seems to be a, able to hold his fight, uh, as do the others. Uh, but it's a bit early to say. Hmm. Uh, I've... I might say that I might put my foot in the door just a little bit more, just to see where uh, where things may take me. That's fair. Uh, and well, once we get out of this, well, whatever it is that we're doing, really, then we'll um, we'll shine some sunlight on each individual and share some a, wisdom and knowledge of that. these planes of existence. We shall see. Last, last mini question to you, because you just touched on Ezador there. I just want to expand on this a little bit. What did you think to uh, that other form of his wanting to eat you towards the end of your little combat session last time? Yeah, I wasn't really sure what that was about. Yeah. I'm not sure if any uh, magical presence has taken him over there, but I, I'm definitely curious, and I might pick his brains on it and uh, maybe cast not a little spell to see where... See, see what, see what he was all about. 
But I trust him. I trust him <laughs> for the most part. But it is dark in here. I can't see everything. Dark and the night is long. <laughs> Full Sorry, of tears. He's fucking putting spells on me. Like, Ew, yes. <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> I think we should roll. Credits. Or will he? So the last time that we saw everyone in the expedition group. Obviously, we had just lost Ivor to a mimic after being bitten in half. And uh, we kind of came in on Ragnarok, just bleeding out. And unfortunately, despite Gregor's best attempts, he wasn't able to save his friend. And Rag kind of bled out in his arms. Understandably, this kind of left Gregor a little bit catatonic for a little while until... Oh no, I've lost my friend. Where's the bag of holding? I wasn't going to include that part because it made Gregor seem like an unfeeling monster, but massive like the unfeeling, yeah, like the unfeeling and massive douche that he is. <laughs> instead of mourning his friends, his first thought was to get the bag of holding, <laughs> and then afterwards he kind of mourned his friends slightly, a little bit, um, through a dirty sheet over them, through a dirty, moth-infested, mouldy sheet over them, and then got uh, Ebchar and Raynor to just dump the bodies out into the centre of the, like, main hall. That's enough. That's enough. I had a wonderful, I had a lovely, you know, kind of way of saying this that didn't make Gregor seem like a dickhead, but you know what, that's that's how it's going. Gregor was a bit of a dickhead, actually, thinking about it. A little bit of a dick. Nonetheless, they continued onwards despite their heavy losses as doing so would kind of invalidate their death. Their deaths would be for naught if they just gave up. So the expedition group decided to split into two, covering the east and west side of the temple in order to search for some clues and hopefully find out how they ascend to the upper floors where the plinth would hopefully still be, or potentially meet some more of the cult members. Um, so taking the eastern route, Gregor, Amrius, Raynor and Bimit all found themselves in a very dark room, just surrounded by cages with some weird glowing liquid on the floor. And it became apparent to them that they weren't alone after coming across a relatively large cage with an odd, odd man inside, middle-aged man, who quickly, after being sprung from the cage, introduced himself as Ezidor. What? <laughs> yes, you. With not many options, really, after losing two of their bodyguards, Ezidor was offered a place on the team, which he duly accepted. And just before they left that room, they also discovered in a much smaller cage a small gnome going by the name of Deeks. Unfortunately for the group, they may have got on a, on a bit of a bad start after Gregor discovered him and immediately told this stranger, who he had never met before, he had killed all of his family. <laughs> Shockingly, this didn't actually kind of like, um, didn't kind of colour Gregor in too bad a light to Deeks. Deeks just kind of wanted releasing. Turns out he had been following them for a while after spotting their dragon, Bimit. Uh, he found himself in the cage shortly after they got to the mining area. But after being sprung again, like Ezador, he got offered a chance to join the group, 
which he duly accepted. With their numbers now kind of replenished, the group continued exploring the temple and came into an even darker room, barely lit at all, which appeared to be a torture chamber. After exploring it a little bit more, and after Ezador and Deeks both found their personal effects um, stored away, the group ran into a small, small batch of enemies. Although they were not too sure who they were, it's fair to say they are probably part of the cult of Merkor that Gregor was previously warned about by Cyric. They managed to dispatch of them quite quickly. Uh, Gregor himself took a fair bit of damage, but I think in his mind he managed to avenge his friends after slaying a fleeing sorcerer. Um, to be fair to both Ezidor and Deeks, both of them held their own fantastically well against their assailants, and I think it kind of instilled a bit of confidence back into the group. Wandering a little bit further, they came out into a very odd sight. A large, large tree lit by soft light with dozens of orange fireflies just kind of floating around and some beautiful, almost luminescent water surrounding it. Uh, It was a room of pure peace in an otherwise horrific location. Having sustained quite heavy injuries, Gregor kind of like fell to his knees and fell into the into the water itself, and strangely enough, as he did, kind of felt rejuvenated. Although none of his spells or anything came back, he did realise that all of his wounds had completely healed. And we now join the rest of you as you are all just kind of making your way into the room. What? What has just happened there? Is it Gregor, was it? Yes. Yes. What? I couldn't explain it myself. I mean... What did Amaris just say? This was water? <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, say. She... Touch, touch it. it. It appears to be water. However, it's, there must be something about this room that uh, causes just normal water to transcend and become something together holy potentially holy water and is it is it it? thought we could have bottled it up yes maybe we could if you if you have any if you have any bottles then it might be a good idea to do so yes I think I think I might have a little vial here somewhere like I say yes I think I have a a vial here somewhere Um, I'm gonna pull me I thought I have a vial (laughs) You don't pull, while you're fucked, mm, Well, I'm going to pull my um, ink bottle out. Okay. I've sorted it. Um, and tip the ink out. Yeah, so yeah, the ink just kind of onto the floor. I'm going to wash it in the stream. Yeah, the the water kind of discolors ever so slightly. It kind of goes into a weird murky black as it swirls around. But then the water itself surrounding it just kind of like 
teens a bit brighter, glows a bit brighter, almost blinding you for a second. And then when you look back down, all the black ink has vanished. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a sample. I'm going to fill up the vial. Mm-hmm. Drop it in my little front pouch here. Uh, and then I'm going to just lie down in the stream and just turn. Okay, so you have now a vial of... You have a vial of faintly luminescent blue water. Okay. You might be able to find out what it actually is at a later point, but for now it's just all it is to you and as you are kind of like you lay down and you're just floating um, even though there's no actual current you do kind of just kind of float around a little bit around the base of the tree Um, all of your wounds any wounds that you feel on you have gone they again you kind of feel a warming sensation flood through you and any damage that had been done previously is now gone you are back to full health this is Gregor. Nice. Um, do me a favour, though, as you're floating and you're getting a bit closer to the tree, um, you're kind of looking up, and you can see this blue sheen from the water just kind of shimmering throughout. Um, and again, yet yeah, there's some plant life just growing through, uh, growing through the bank of the water. None of them are actually rising high enough to penetrate the water's surface. But as you're kind of floating along, roll me a... wisdom save, please. Kind of floating towards this giant oak tree that's centuries old and just stretching high into the air. Is this um, against magic? It's just a wisdom. It's, it's not. It yeah, I was going to say it's not a spell save. It's just it's just a straight up wisdom save. Okay, uh, fifteen then. Okay, yeah. So as you're floating along, you can see this this large oak tree, and you can feel that there is something magical emanating. I mean, obviously there is something magical about this room in general. You've just mm. been healed of all your injuries, but as you're floating towards it, you feel that there is something specifically magical about this tree. It has, its branches are many and the state of the trunk itself seems to be in very good care. Can I, um, can I see if I can recall any knowledge of it, any, any magical knowledge that I might have against it? Have I seen anything like this before? If this specific tree I can tell you without a roll, not the specific tree, but just the magic that might be emanating from it. Roll me an arcana check, please. Twenty, not a natural. So not a natural twenty. So in your time, in your travels, and obviously being a wizard yourself, you've been around many different forms of magic. And the way that this is feeling in itself the tree itself is not innately magic. That tree is a normal tree. However, there is something in the tree, a relic of some kind, 
that is emanating this magical aura to it. You're not 100% certain. Actually, roll me a religion check, please. You know it is probably a relic of some kind in or around this room. 15. And given how you've kind of laid down and been healed completely, given how there is a soft beam of sun penetrating the darkness, you would assume that somehow, for some reason, the relic is more than likely related to Lafanda. Although, why Lafanda, the god of life and rebirth? Although, why this room would be in a temple of death is currently unknown to you. Uh, can I look around the tree, see if there's anything, you know, just round the back? Roll me an investigation, please. As you're kind of like just walking around, you're now walking in this, like, body of water itself. It only comes up to, like, your kneecap. Not even that, really. Perception, sir. Investigation. That's right. That's a five. So as you're walking along and your feet are just kind of like sloshing through the water, causing ripples to essentially just go around everywhere. It just looks like a normal tree to you. The tree is in impeccably good shape, but as you kind of lean a bit closer, roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. Seven. As you're leaning in closer and closer, you feel at ease with everything. You no longer feel worried about your situation. Your grief over your friends has seemingly disappeared. You you feel incredibly hopeful. You feel so hopeful that to anyone else, it might be slightly delusional. Ah. <sighs> Hmm. I just let out from a big smile. Is, it, isn't it magical? Oh, it is. It I, is. I'm going to get out of the stream and try and locate Amrius. Amrius is currently stood kind of like in the doorway. He's crouched down and he's kind of running his hand through the water. You can see some of the cuts on his hand are starting to heal and he's just kind of raising it. Curious. Truly a curious room. Yeah, have you seen anything like this before? I cannot say that I have, to be quite honest with you. Uh, to be quite honest with you, it... I dare say it's a... Uh, it has all the markings of something related to a deity. However, it does not seem to match. Yes. Uh, with Merkel itself. Um, hmm. Just and it, it, all seems, it all seems to stem from that tree. Pun intended. Yeah. There is... Oh, 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 that is a good one. Yes, yes, it all stems from the tree. It seems to have some... <laughs> okay. It seems to have some, some form of relic inside. Relic? Yeah. Can we chop him down? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no. We can't be doing that. There's a relic inside, do you say? 
There's a relic inside, yes, but uh, I believe it has something to do with Lafanda. Ah, yes, yes. Pleasant fellow. Which is very, uh, very <laughs> odd for for a place like this. I mean, what, what is, what is? But I won't speak to you. Obviously, you've, you're you're just as new. But Amrius, what is, what is your true purpose here? Well, oh yes, of course. You do not, you do not truly know me or the expedition group, do you? No, um, no, not at all. The reason that we are here is that I myself am something of an archaeologist, uh, specialising in, uh, well, not specifically in deities, but in in relics and uh, items of the occult, stuff from previous ages, and, uh, well, when, when some of our scouts initially found this place, it was not located within these mines that we are currently in, no, but... It became obvious that this might be a temple belonging to Merkel, so our initial goal, me and my boy, uh, Epchar, who you will hopefully meet shortly, we just wish to uh, investigate and find out more about the deities. However, uh, Gregor over there, he just kind of points to Gregor, who is still... And at this. Yeah, he's just like, oh my god, that's a pretty Um... <laughs> Gregor and his uh, his previous companions, uh, they appear to be on a quest, a, a quest of the utmost importance to uh, locate plinths relating to Merkel and destroy them, severing his link to Iaflok. Okay. Do I know... Can Any I history on this Lothbrook? Hang on one at a time, please. Sorry. Do I know any history on this Lothbrook? Uh, Is it Lothbrook? Uh, and what, sorry? Lua, what was the, the last name Eath- you just used there? Eath. Eathlock is the world. Eathlock. Yes. You have many knowledge on Eathlock, considering it's the world that you live in. Oh, sorry. Lothbrook. L- L- I thought you were saying Lothbrook. No, no, sorry. Eathlock. I'm thinking, I, yeah, I need, I've got Lothbrook down here. It's mixing over. Um... Do I know any history on Merkel, then? Roll me another religion check. Uh, Gregor, what were you asking, sorry? I was... Bimit, come over here. Bimit just kind of, like, skirtles over. This tree is hard. Very bright. What, What do you think? About the tree or the room or the feeling? I would say all of it. I'm feeling very at ease. Bimit is but a child dragon. Bimit still does not know the intricacies of the world, but Bimit does feel relaxed in this room. I just give him a pat on his shoulder and say, We'll get through this. Just with a big smile, just still staring up in the, at the tree. Bimit just kind it. of looks at you. Sorry, sorry. Bimit just kind of looks at you and he's just kind of like... Bimit, not so sure. I just smiled at you. <laughs> I just keep on staring. 
Yeah, sorry, I, Isabel. I say, Amrius. Yes? I, I'm a little puzzled. You said you're an expert in relics. Uh, not an expert at search. I'm a purveyor of relics. We investigate them and uh, we learn from them. This, oh. the, the relics that I have found, I would dare say I'm an expert in yours. However, I would not be able to just look at a random relic and be able to ascertain what it is. So you wouldn't shed any light on the fact that Little Dick's here says this is a relic? Well, I would, uh... I would like to roll first. <laughs> roll? On the ground? <laughs> yes. Yes, that certainly wasn't a thing that roll. the DM meant to say and said accidentally. Roll in the stream instead. Roll in the stream, I mean. Mighty old fellow, but what you need to do? <laughs> I mean, with that natural one, he should just jump in the stream. Um, uh, yes, well... I have not actually come across relics that have been embedded into items before. They are normally on their own pedestal, for that is the gravity of their significance. However, it would not be out of the realms of possibility that uh, an item were embedded into such an object, especially a living object such as a tree. The tree itself would take on some form of magical property relating to the relic. Hmm, yeah, I agree. So there's a relic inside this, then? Uh, potentially, there, yes. according to Deeks. There is a relic inside this. So we chop it down? No, I don't think that this is a good idea. I think we should leave it be. I dare say that Deeks might be correct. There might be a way of removing it from the tree, however... The thing about deities, my dear Isidore, as you almost certainly well know yourself, it is best not to trifle with them. And if there is a relic of Lafanda in here, there will be a reason for it, whether it is for the Merclites or for Lafanda. Yes, you're quite right, you're quite right. Well, let us we all, keep some light. Are we all feeling happy? Place. Anything else to do? Um. I rolled a 24, by the way. Ah, uh, for religion. Yeah. You know it's a lot about him, actually, to the point that I am going to send you something that is originally in a document because you know a shit ton about him. So you know that Merkel is obviously the god of death. You know that Merkel before he became the god of death in the second age, Merkel was immortal. You know that Merkel essentially overthrew the previous god of death called Nerul. Nerul himself is not very well known in these current in this current age because he was a previous god. However, you know that Merkel had a battle against Nerul. A final battle, as it were. And the result of that final battle resulted in the death of a loved one of Merkel. I will be just about to send you that now in Discord. I was going to say also, do I know that this in is... In Facebook. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, do you know this is... Yeah, uh, it's too long for Discord. Know, do I know that this is uh, 
deity like Lafanda or anything like that is true. Say that again, sorry. You know that that is. Do I know that this is a Lafanda? Um, tree, if that makes sense. Um, considering they've been talking about it, yeah, you you understand that this is something to do with Lafanda. Right, I'll just put my hands together and just bow down to the tree and just say, thank you, Lafanda. You feel another, you feel another burst of uh, warm light spread throughout you, and you have inspiration. What I would like to know is what is the god of life doing occupying a very close space to the god of death? Yeah, that is my question too. I, uh... Oh, neither you or Esador will have seen this yet. However, once we return to the main hall, we might, uh, might be able to elucidate stuff for us a little more, as both of you are obviously quite well versed in magical means in the ways that we are not. Uh, however, in the main hall, on the eastern side, there seems to be vegetation of some sorts, and on the western side, that same vegetation is all withered. Ah, yes. The everlasting companionship of life and death. The well scales. put, well put. Maybe the more like them we thought. Without dark, there can't be light. As so, without death, there can't be light. At this, Raynor is... Raynor is still with you, guys. I was going to say, can I look at um, Ezidor with, like, great respect for him to say that? It was like, I completely agree. A little pop-up just appears on the top left-hand side for you, Ezidor. Gregor will remember this. As <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that, the Raynor just kind of, like, squeezes past you he's looking at the tree. Ha! Huh. So it's a tree of Lafanda, you say? Tree of life. All right. He just stabs a dagger into it. <laughs> no! A little bit of sap what? comes out. Oh, who is that running around him? Wanna run around? What are you doing? <laughs> is this is the tree of life. Hey, tree of life, little gnome. Hey, tree of life. And it's awfully suspicious that it's in a temple of death. Slap so, his hand. Now that is enough. We'll be having kind of, none of that in a room like this. He kind of like just pushes. Actually, roll me a uh, roll me an opposed strength check, please. I, I can't just say that Raynor does the straight away. It's in the minus that. <laughs> okay, so as you do that, Raynor kind of like just puts his hand onto your face, kind of like pushing you away, so that you're like within arm's reach away from him. Nope, I just wanted re- to see if. We attack the tree, does anything bad happen? You just want to see if it bleeds. Well, that too. But you didn't see a man get bit in half by a fucking chest. I did. So 
Maybe a tree could do the same. But if it could, I'm sure it would now. Yeah, but it didn't. So we know it's safe. You're welcome. Ah, peasantry. What did you call me? Nothing, I was talking to the tree. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk away. Yeah, he's just kind of, he's just glaring at you. Just, hey, Gregor, what's the best way to kill a, a gnome? You'd know. No. I stay silent. <laughs> <laughs> Gregor's just there in his shade. Actually, I don't care at this point. I'm still staring at the tree. <laughs> <laughs> at this, Amrius is just yeah, going to wait. We should probably continue making tracks. And uh, with... Sorry, I was going to say, could I empty out my portion of rehydration, please? You can, yes. I empty that bloop, out. Look, look. And I just gather some of this... Um, this water up. You now have a potion bottle of um, clear, uh, not clear, slightly luminescent blue liquid. As I, as I look at it, just as it shines, I just go, thank you for this gift. And just and then pop it in my bag of holding. That I have. Unfortunately, you don't, you don't have it. You don't have double inspiration. No, 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 no that's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, Amrius now kind of just, yes, I believe we should be on our way. Uh, as, as charming and lovely as this room has been to see, we are still on a quest. And so, I believe that we should head down the other exit of this room. And as he does, he just kind of heads down the corridor down south, and you see again that the... Um, you can see again that the lighting is slightly different. It's not the um, it's not the um, green weird lighting as before. Uh, do you all follow down the and the path essentially? Yeah, uh, on the I'll way back to the torture right chamber. No, no, you're heading south. Oh, uh, we've gone past the torture chamber. You've gone beyond the torture chamber at this point. Uh, so you're heading yeah. down south. If you look okay, on the map, yeah. south, mm -hmm. there is a corridor full of, like, just normal coloured torches. And as you're walking down, you're just kind of, like, walking across this, um, these um, stone tiles. And again, you especially, Gregor, are feeling very at ease with everything. You're feeling like if everything continued as it, as it currently is, you're going to make it out of here just fine. Your friends or what's left of them are going to make it out just fine. Maybe Rag and Ivik's death wasn't in vain. Maybe you all can still save this world. Ezador and um, Beeks, the two of you, you're just kind of... Uh, you're walking down um, this corridor, and can you both roll me a wisdom save again, please? Ooh! Twen 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a nat 20. The symbol's a 20, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, nat 20. Hey! 
Okay, so Deeks, as you are walking down this corridor and as Gregor is just kind of like happy about everything, you are re- you um you immediately realize that something is amiss. And you're not quite sure what it is that's amiss. Just something doesn't feel right about this, especially given the fact that, you know, Temple of Death, nice room with a big tree that heals everything. Gregor's sudden delusion. You're not sure what it is, but something doesn't seem right. Isidore, in your time in captivity, you, at the very beginning of it, at the very least, there were a couple of other prisoners. And quite often they would go to the torture room and never come back. And you always just kind of assumed that, you know, that's where they died. However, after seeing this room of Lathander and coming down into this corridor now, you also realize that something is gravely amiss. And you are starting to piece together in your mind that that, te- that room of Lathander isn't there by accident, nor is it a miracle, nor was it even put there by Lathander or the followers of Lathander themselves. They were... That room itself was built by the Merkelites. You're still not sure what the reason is for it, but you you know that it's some kind of sick game that they are playing. Hold on. I think I've just figured out. This is some kind of sick game. That tree is... It is placed here as some kind of, uh... There's nothing good here. Being on your I agree. I agree, Ezidor. There's something not right about this place. Do I notice, actually, first, is it just Gregor that's feeling this catnip effect? Essentially, yes. So, um, both of you just straight away just kind of just clocked that it's fine. Um, Amrius didn't get too close to the tree and uh, Raylor fucking attacked the tree so it's only Gregor at this moment in time that seems to have this catnip effect and have I noticed that uh, roll me a perception check please Bimmy is a bit more relaxed than he was before but not to the state of delusion that Gregor has Look at this beautiful hallway. Well, and with that, can I roll? Yes, you can also roll for perception. It. With that comment, it's just made. Natural one. Bollocks. Your head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Gregor's optimism is incredibly infective. You now also feel like this warm light of Lafanda seep into you. And you now believe that everything is going to be fine. That feeling of something being amiss has gone. No, Ezidor's wrong. Oh, Everything's going to be no. fine. No, no, you know what, actually, Ezidor, I think... I think you might be overlooking this. Everything is... is going to be okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Wake yes, up! Everything is... Are you acting... you act like this all the time? This is witchcraft, spells, wizardry. His words could bounce off you. Well, I am a I am a wizard, but this <laughs> this this is magic beyond 
My ability? And do you normally walk through the halls of death with such light heart? <laughs> oh, I strut. I strut, my friend. I with the utmost I optimism agree. that this world can offer. Okay, such I'm going to talk. Such a beautiful place. Isn't it, Gregor? Oh, so beautiful. Little gnome. Little gnome. <laughs> They're just kind of walk, They're kind may of I, walking in front of you now, Esadol. May like I suggest them. you two <laughs> hang back? They're not listening. They're just walking forward. They've kind of moved past um, Amrius. Um, Raynor is in the back. He's like behind both of you, uh, behind all of you, just kind of like keeping an eye behind you, kind of like following up your rear. And Bim is just kind of like plodding along. He's, he looks a bit unsure of what's going on, but he's sticking close to Gregor. And the two of you, as the warm lights are. <coughs> Sorry. As the warm lights emanate from the sconces, with that and the kind of the general feeling of happiness and warmth that you're getting for from just the entire area, kind of puts you at ease. And for a slight moment, even just for a small moment, the two of you believe that somehow you've kind of exited from the temple. You kind of walked into another realm outside of the temple without even realizing. But all of that disappears within a split second. When you see the hall opens up into another room, it opens up into a large dark room it opens up into a room that is lit only by a familiar ominous green glow but instead of originating from the walls the green glow itself is coming from the floor and in the dark and from the glow you can just make out numerous stone benches that are forming a circle, opening out to where you're approaching. You take another step forward, unable to stop, and you you hear and feel kind of like a squelch as your foot lands in something warm and still sticky. Your foot oh, this floor is lands sticky. in blood. Uh, still in that same state, though. Roll me a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. You still feeling happy and fluffy? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fuck. Okay. I had a natural twenty then. Uh, nine. So... Luckily for Deeks, then, you you realise you've been had. I you do. Re yes, you realise that you've been had. You realise that all is not well here. You realise that, again, you're still not 100% sure what the reason is for it. Obviously, it's related to the temple in some way, to the Merkelites in some way. But yeah, you've definitely been had. Oh, no. You, you don't feel any real negative effects other than just foolishness, basically. Can I try and tap Gregor? You can, but Gregor Gre 
is in a state of despair. Pure, utter despair. All of that hope that he felt in the previous room is gone. You don't believe that you'll ever get out of here now. We're not going to get out. We're not going to get out. Um, 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 um. The room... The room like itself. our friends are finally back with us. Yes, I was wondering how long it would take for the delusion to seep out of their system. However, this is not this is not exactly ideal. Amria says as he kind of walks in the room, and the room itself looks relatively small. It's much smaller than the other rooms, and like I said previously, there's not much lighting apart from the glowing of like this root, these runes on the floor that are still emanating. It's weird, sickly green glow. The light is kind of bouncing off of these stone benches. And as you're kind of like entering into the room more, you see that there are kind of like two metal grates, um, like on either side. And it looks as though that is where the blood drains. I need to get out of here. I need, I need to go. I need to get out of here. I start pelting towards uh, the right hand side. Left hand side. Uh, left hand side, sorry. With me knowing uh, some inf- ins- extensive information on Merkel, and extent. to an extent, yeah, and having some inkling that this has got something to do with him, mm-hmm. do I have any knowledge whatsoever on anything to do with his curses, his spells, um, any kind of noises or sounds that can break a curse. Or just knowledge. Maybe it doesn't have to be something to do with Merkel himself, but knowledge on maybe what he's got. Can I just check as well? Is Gregor running out of room? Yes, he is running east. Mm. Uh, West, sorry. Can I run for him to try and stop him? 13. 13, okay. Um, whilst I'm explaining this, both of you roll an opposed dexterity check, please. Dexterity. Dexterity, yes. Oh, dexterity. Uh, 13. Um, you are not sure, but you don't think that this is a curse. You think that this is an affliction of Gregor's mental state, essentially. This is something okay. that. Sorry, gun. Um, I'm going to cast Mage Hand then and have the hand well and slap him across the face. Try and break him out of it. Okay, let us see who won that race first. What did you guys get? 13, Gregor, what did you get? Eight. So, as Gregor's dashing out of the room, he kind of, due to the poor lighting, he kind of like doesn't realise that he's stepping onto a grate covered in blood kind of slips and stumbles almost hits into one of the stone benches and before he can go out any further Ezidor who is able to kind of like see all of this happen just kind of doesn't even run as such he just kind of slight little jog so he doesn't lose his footing he grabs Gregor quite quickly and as he grabs Gregor Gregor, roll me another constitution save, please. 
Uh, no, sorry, uh, that's a seven. Nonetheless, as as Isidore grabs Gregor, tries to pull him back, the mage hand just slaps Gregor in the face. But Gregor, in your kind of panic, you don't even see that it's a mage hand. You just think that you've been slapped out of nowhere. Mm. Oh, Stop gonna... slapping me! Ah, let me go! Gregor, let me go! Gregor, Gregor, look at me. Understand, this is witchcraft, spells, whatever you want to call it. Just calm. Being on your own, not wise. Um... <sighs> Take a deep breath. I'll listen to what um, Ezidar said. I'm just trying to just calm myself down at this point, but still staring like at like sheer fear into his eyes. Just <sighs> yep. Now just remember, you're normally braver in these situations, are you not? I just not try, just try and nod my head. This is not you. Ignore it. Give, give, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay, I'm just gonna pat his shoulder and then turn around. Hey, Gregor, you, you're, you're, you're starting to calm down. You're still feeling the effects of everything that's happened over the last hour or so. A couple of hours just really start to weigh on you. But... Isidore's words have calmed you down slightly so that you're not running back into the holding room, which is where you were heading as you dashed out. Deeks and Isidore, you are still in this dark room with um, Bimit, Amrius, and Raynor. Raynor at the moment is just kind of like crouched in the center, running his hands across some of the engravings on the floor. Is this a pillar in the middle, or is it just a blank floor? It is a... that part in particular is not a blank floor as such. It is ever so slightly raised. It isn't a pillar. It is engraved stone, or embossed stone. It's, it's, a, it's kind of like a circular stone area that has numerous engravings on it. However, Printed. it is absolutely caked in dried wood. It looks like uh, a sacrificial chamber of some kind. Does anyone think? I was just thinking that, yeah. It looks as though... And I might just be starting to piece things slightly together here. It looks as though those Merc-like bastards may, given how our friend over there reacted, have put the room above as a ruse to break someone's spirit and then kill them in this room. Although I'm not sure why they'd go to all of that palaver when they could just, you know, stab someone. Well, I have to admit, I I didn't really want to say at this point while our friends are struggling with their... their might, um, as it were, but uh, there were others in the cages with us at one time. And they did leave. And they didn't come back. Well, I think you might have had your answer now as to where they went. The only question is... Yes, oh yes. Why? Well, it's just a sacrifice, isn't it? It must be. This Amrys is is joining. Sorry, again. 
Is there any symbols on these stones? Any markings? Any ritual so, markings or anything? So the stones themselves don't. They're just like you're kind of running your fingers across them and you can feel that they are more decorational, the engravings. However, the glowing green runes you can see are alchemical runes and circles. So they're, they're I, glowing areas. Can I roll an arcana to see if I know what they say? You can, yes. Please roll me an arcana check. As Amrius is now, it's just kind of He's kind of crouched in front of Bimit and he's telling he's essentially telling Bimit to go check on Gregor and Gregor Bimit is now just next to you as Amrius kind of like is meeting with the rest of the group in the centre as well. And I'm just gonna say to Amrius, Amrius, isn't this your field? Symbols. He kind of looked a bit confused for a second as to why you'd know that, and then he just kind of runs his hand on his fist. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, Potentially, yes. Uh, I would like to. I would like to see what you all believe first, though, before I declare my hypothesis. I got twenty-four. You know that this, uh, these alchemical symbols are not directly related to standard alchemy. Instead, they are specific towards. Merkle. They are almost um I can't remember the name of it now. Um not parade like, but you know like when something is done for the show of it. Hmm. They are almost aesthetic. like aesthetic, that's the word. They're almost aesthetic. However, there is some magic to them in that when a certain component is removed from the sacrificed person, these alchemical runes will transform them slightly. Transubstantiation what? is what they call it. One absorbs them. Uh, no, it changes the um, item itself ever so slightly. It makes the item not quite a relic, but it makes it Holy is not the right word to use, but it makes it have um, divine energy as such. And can I detect it? What, the divine energy? Yeah. Can I feel it? Do you have any spells that can do that? Because unfortunately, divine um, sensing divine energy, you wouldn't be able to just tell just from an investigation. Right, okay. Doesn't matter then. I was going to say, if you could detect magic, then potentially. But essentially, I can detect you... magic, but if it's. If it's divine. By divine, I basically just mean it's kind of changed it into something that a deity would like. Right, okay, no, I'll have to leave that. Um. Uh, Amrius, Amrius. Yes. Sure. Come and have a look. Come and have a look at this. And it walks up and is crouching next. To, he's now at your head height, but he's crouching down. I point to one of the runes. Do you do you, do you sense anything? Do you feel anything on these? 
gonna run I know this hand. is the work of Merkel, but he's kind of runs his hands over them. I don't immediately sense anything as such. However, I am able to piece together bit by bit little things in this room, given how it all is. Uh, did you notice that when Gregor and yourself walked in, the blood was fresh? However, there is numerous areas in here where the blood is dried and caked on. That suggests that something recently happened in here. The fact that you were all held together in cages would uh, signify some kind of sacrificial element. Yeah, absolutely sacrificial. This des this was destined to be our fate. It was, and it is quite lucky that you were freed when you were. The yes. fact as well that, uh, that the hallway to our west leads back into the holding chambers, which then lead directly back into the Grand Hall, which there only appears to be three entrances. I'm not sure that either yourself or Ezidor will have noticed, having been uh, kidnapped as such, however. You can only get into the main, the Grand Hall, either through the main entrance or the two wings, the east and west wing. So, and this is only a working hypothesis, I, I believe, I, I recall, I look at the fallen one, mentioned something about, um, potentially about communion and or ascension or something like that at some point from one of his books. I believe that this room is to do with that. And I believe it might be to do with communion, given the fact that, again, you won't know this, fortunately, as you have seen it, but... In the Grand Hall, on the altar, was a freshly removed heart. I believe that that heart was harvested from this very room. And what do you suppose they're doing with them? Well, I only looked briefly at the heart. However, do you know what communion means? Can I roll it means for to... <laughs> you, you can if you want, or Amrius can just straight up tell you. No, he need, he wants to know. He he wants he, to be the one to say. Well, um, Dix does. Yeah, yeah, roll. Just roll me a straight up uh, in wisdom check. Roll me a straight up wisdom. Eighteen. Yeah, you know what communion is. You know that communion is, you know, like the eating of something holy. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, well, was that, was that a joke I about I'm just it? lost where I am now. <laughs> just this really serious moment, just... Yeah. Um... Yes. <laughs> well, just for the rest of the rest of the group, <laughs> it's going all over me. neither of you are talking particularly quietly. Everyone else can hear because it is, despite what the soundtrack would uh, imply, it is silent in this room apart from a lot of you. The communion 
is the the consummation, the consuming of the holy item. And I believe that the sacrifice that happens in here, along with the alchemical runes, would change what would be a standard heart of a sacrifice. The body? Yes. And I believe that they will be eating a sliver of that heart in order to ascend to the upper levels. Although I do not fully know this I myself, this is just guesswork from what we have seen. We're able is to it... find a book of some sort. Is it the the body of, of Merkel? No, I do not believe Are that. these sacrifices in order to take place for others to take a place in the ascension or in some form of ascension I'm not too sure from we, unfortunately before his passing or before whomever it was it may have been Ragnarok who mentioned it but one of our dearly departed crew uh, mentioned about ascension and communion and they seem to be two separate uh, rituals as such. Hmm. Ascension may well be something to do with the 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 ranks inside the cult itself, or well, the religion of Merkel itself, and communion very well may be just a standard thing for those within the as a as a. As a form of mass, a, as it were. Yes, as a regular ritual. Yes, yes. The only question, the only true question, as Oreynor succinctly put it earlier, is why go to all of this hassle when they could just murder someone and remove the heart? Well, let's find out. Let's wait here until the next mass, as you call it, and find one of these. <laughs> Oh, my dear Dukes, you have not seen this state of the rest of this temple, have you? This place has been abandoned for a long time until the recent cult uh, approached the temple. If they have already carried out their communion, I fear that it might be a while until we find more. And uh, we may well have killed them. Potentially, we have. And uh, Isidore, how long would you say it had been? off the top of your head since the last time you saw anyone in the port minus those recently before this latest incident well eh, that's not an easy question to answer because I have no timekeeping device or any means of tracking the stars or the orbits of the moon how could I say I have slept many times uh, can I can I roughly guess how many times I've slept here? <laughs> Hundreds. Hundred. Hundreds. Hundreds. I would say I have slept hundreds of times. Whether I've slept once a day, a few times a day, you can say, but I've had hundreds of sleeps. That's best I can tell you. Well, I'll tell you what we should have done is we should have grabbed one of those cultists in the last room and sat him down and questioned him. Yes. yes that may have been rude. A little fraud now. There must be more. 
Gregor, do you remember Where was he as you're to? kind of calming down? Can you remember how many cultists Merkel told you in your dream there were? This isn't a roll, by the way. This is just can you remember? Thirteen pops into my head. You both hear this. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen what? Thirteen. I just yeah, I'm just whispering thirteen. Thirteen. You be, do you mean this <laughs> Fantastic. This <laughs> There's, there's 13 of them? Is that what you mean? I believe. I believe there's 13 cultists here. And how many did we kill yesterday? Today, earlier, a few minutes ago. <laughs> Last month. What <laughs> obsession I'm, I'm not too sure. I think we only. I think Four? we only killed three, I think. So there is more? But it was about five or six, probably. It definitely wasn't thirteen, unless you 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 guys have killed more before. Wait, what if we'd have killed it? more before, would I be in such a shit mood? No. What no. are you suggesting here, Dix? That we just wait to see if anybody turns up? Well, I'm suggesting not necessarily to wait here, but we it would be very wise if we could find one of these cultists and force him to speak wisdom on what. It, it, it will give us the upper hand. Right. I agree, I, yes. So hunt one down and get the information out of it. I also agree. Yes, essentially, however, yes. However, the two of you, uh, two main pertinent questions remain. The first question was where is the body that is used as a sacrifice? The fact that they over the group that we ran into did not have the body... Uh, after communion has already taken place, infers that they would have had to have dumped it somewhere. So we can either try and find that if need be, or we can head back into the main hall. And of course... I just... I just feel if we push on forward without knowing what we're going into, look at what has just happened. How are we all going to survive? Very well, that is a very good point. Uh, my second question, though, was... If the communion has already happened, which we believe it to have, no one else would be walking in the lower areas, would they? It would make sense. My question is, would it not make sense to try and go to the upper areas somehow? That, I well, believe, is where we will find the rest of them, if they are even still in this temple. Is it all? Well, I know. No, Ivok knows something, but I don't, so. <laughs> yep. The fun of having a character who died. Agreed. So we go to the upper levels. Must be. <laughs> I don't know if that is a wise idea. Why? <laughs> I believe that <laughs> we could take a group vote here. And then, uh, 
either way, it may be a wise idea to return to the main hall, the grand hall, as it were, as neither of you two have found, have seen it yet. You might be able to find something in there that we have not. And once the rest of the group return, if they have not already found something to help us, then we could also take a vote from them too. Agreed. I think to make things less complicated, where we need to have more of a look around, if we find someone, maybe we get information out of him, or we may find a body or something or just shed light on this stuff. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Azador. Okay, then. Before we case. push forward, I think we should have a look yeah. around. Do you believe that we should go back to the main hall then to have a look around? Yes. Very well, very well. And at that... Sorry, Gun? No. Oh, I'll just go, I'll, I'll just add, they were very lucky you saved me, because if they got me out of that cage, they would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> So you guys pass back through, you guys exit the sacrificial chamber, you pass back through one of the um, hallways, and you, as you do, you know that this hallway, like all the others, is now back to that ominous green glow. The group passes back through the holding chamber, where Ezador, you and Deeks were held for quite some time. And then finally... Um, Gregor, this isn't news to you because you've been here for a while. You've you've passed into this room before. Same for Amrius and Raynor. Am I However, still panicked? You've, you've calm, I'd say you've calmed down enough now. You're not exactly feeling happy about everything, but you're not in a state of despair anymore. Right. Um, however, Deeks and Ezador, as you walk out into this large, expansive hall. You can see, yeah, this, this room is incredibly large. It is a couple of hundred feet long and a couple of hundred feet wide. Large, rectangular fashion. As you look up, you can see that the roof is at least 100 feet, or around about 100 feet. And as you're entering into it, you can see that this hall is split, essentially, into two main areas. To your right... Is kind of almost like a church type of scene. There is a red carpet leading down the middle, like a procession. There are multiple, multiple broken pews with a couple of shafts of light shining. And on either side, there are more of these ominous green glowing lanterns. There are some steps leading up to an altar with more of these weird goblets of green flame. On the on this kind of like area itself, to the sides are two more steps uh, sets of steps that wind upwards, and also on this kind of glass glass, Jesus. Also on this stone kind of like setting, there are there's a, a very old, musty, holy kind of blanket covering what appears to be about a body and a half worth of like shapes. On the other side, you can see that where the carpet is leading back down, again on either side there are some torches, but there seem to be kind of like some archways kind of leading into like these little side pieces. And at the very bottom, kind of blocking a door, is a large statue 
It's a humanoid statue, but even from this distance, you can see that there's not too much detail on them. Over time, it looks as though time has kind of worn down the features. Um, additionally, you can see that just as um, just as Amrius noted before or told you before, the side that you're on seems to have numerous bits of leaves trees in these alcoves you can see some branches poking out on the actual statue itself you can see these vines wrapping around but on the western side so directly opposite you where you can see another hallway full of um green torches everything's dead on that side ah good example Life and death. Um, well, this is something else. So you've been here before, have you? Yes, not for long, of course. This was... Uh, we've passed through this room. Uh, at the very top, kind of like gestures towards where the steps are leading. The first like stone steps are leading up. There is an altar of some kind. Uh, we... We checked it ourselves, and that is where we found the heart. And just beyond it, I'm sure you can just about make out a, a doorway. Uh, one of the fallen companions uh, discovered a secret passageway leading to what appeared to be some kind of living quarters. That is where we found the aforementioned dangerous mimic. Uh, but yes, this has kind of been a a passing through type of room for us more than anything. Hmm, good place for a communion, I'd say. Yeah, does he if religious intent this room? That carpet does seem to denote that people would walk up it to receive communion from the altar. Indeed. Well, if you've, uh, do you feel confident you have explored this hallway enough? Should we move through? Or well, is there something of value we should be looking at? As I, as I mentioned before in the sacrificial chamber, it might be prudent of us to just wait for the rest of the expedition group. You see, they are already on the western side of the temple exploring it. So if we were to run after them, if we were to explore the western side, it is quite possible that they may mistake us for some of the court members. It might be a wise idea for us to remain in this room. I, I myself have already had a quick bruise. Raynor, he kind of gestures over to Raynor, who, like before, has kind of just sat down on one of the planes, just like, <coughs> feet up. He's just relaxing now. I don't believe this, whole, this room holds any sway for him. Uh, Gregor, Gregor may wish to explore the room however it might hold some many kind of peers over towards the um, the blanket may hold some bad memories for him however I would not begrudge the two or three of you to uh, explore as you wish you may be able to find something that we have not or of course we can just wait here for the rest of the group and have a group consensus I'm happy to wait I just I'm happy a, to wait, but maybe... Uh, sit on a pume that's quite far from where, where the, the bodies are. 
So the pew closest to you then, because you've just entered the room, so you're in the centre of the room, so yeah, you just kind of pull up a pew right next to you. I'll just turn up to the altar and have a look while okay. I wait. Uh, Deeks, what, what were you saying you were doing, sorry? Uh, I just wanted to have a look around to see if there's any hidden passageways that nobody's seen. So if I go roll. up to the walls or anything... Just roll me a general investigation check, please. Um, I almost called you Ivor then. Isidore, what are you specifically looking for at the altar? Uh, the altar, the full thing. Probably the top. Okay. Uh, would you also like to roll me an investigation or perception? Perception check. So you're just looking rather than investigating. 17 for me. For you, you got 17 deeks. Okay. Yeah. You, as you're kind of like... Sorry, my map just reset itself, which is great. As you're kind of looking around up and down, you're, you kind of at first walk up near where Ezador is on the altar. You can see the already revealed hidden passageway. You turn back around and you head back down the processional area. As you're looking, you kind of look into the alcoves on either side of the pews, and you can see that it is just stacked, full of skeletons. Just absolutely rammed, full of skeletons. You continue walking down to where the statue is, um, and the the carpet kind of splits into two separate routes around the statue. Looking to the east, you see that there are two large trees in the alcoves themselves, with just some leaves just gently falling down. However, there's nothing too important there from what you can see. And on the west, where all of the where all the dead branches are, um you can see that there are some tables with some lit candles on them. There doesn't appear to be any further passageway, secret or not. Um, but on these tables, you can see that there are some more books on them. Okay, I'll have a look through the books. Roll me... Um, you know the room master. Roll me a D... Roll me a D8, please. Um, Ezidor, what did you get for your perception? I have 15. 15, okay. One second then. Two. Two. So, Deeks, as you are... I can just send this to... Um, as you are looking through... The, like the table itself, you find a time-worn scroll uh, containing musings of a religious historian. As you pick it up and you have a quick rifle through it, you see that this is basically detailing Merkel's time as a human born in the Second Age. Essentially, not a, it's telling you that not a great deal is known about Merkel, other than he was born someplace in Erebor, and that some scant records indicate that he either served as a cleric or the existing god Nairul, or he was an independent necromancer, although a lot of this is disputed. Um, mm. you give me just one second, I will send you the full document that you may peruse as beats if you wish. Thank you. 
But yeah, that is kind of like your just quick glance at it. Uh, and it should be with you now. Yeah. But yes, um, you... I'll, I will have a look at another book as well. Okay. Uh, roll me a d... Roll me another d8. Seven. You find a, a thick leather-bound book containing numerous pages. A lot of the pages aren't intact, but those that are, they tell you of a story between gods. Essentially, as you're reading through it again, flicking through, you see that there was an event called the Hundred Year War, and during it, Merkel waged a war against Nero, the fair god of death who has been previously mentioned, um, and he did it as an attempt to usurp his position in the Pantheon at the time. Their final battle, as you're kind of, again, flicking through this quickly, took place in a place called the Pointitia Plains, and Merkel was aided by his then-partner, Mistra. Although Merkel was victorious against Nero, it did come at a cost, and that was the life of Mistra. Mm -hmm. um, and the near destruction of the Pointitia Plains, damage of which changed the entire landscape. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, and that's essentially what you get from that. Once more, okay. I will send you. Well, I'll stay. I'll stay in this corner and just browse through. If you want to go to, yep, you want to pan Sounds the view. Like so yeah, as you're kind of reading through this. Ezador, what did you get again, sorry? Uh, 15. 15, 15. okay. Oh, it's not 15. And you're just kind of looking, aren't you? Yeah, um, on top of the plinth, really. Yeah, one second. Just to point out, it's not a plinth, it is a... Sorry, um, yeah. Alter. Yeah, j just because in this, obviously, a plinth means something, oh, something yeah, very specific. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I do know that. I'm rather, rather well-educated in the way. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, j just normally they could be used interchangeably, but for this, oh boy, no. Um, 15, you say. So... So you can see that the altar itself is um, its a slab of rock, essentially, but you see that past all of the dried blood and etchings and notches from all the damage that's been done over the years, there are engravings that seem to be forming the story of Merkel. One in particular, surprisingly, for a god of death, uh, that you would think is quite an unfeeling thing, it seems to show him grieving over someone. Um, mm. In addition, the the flooring underneath it seems to be similar kind of like patterns, uh, the stone pattern that's been everywhere. But there is a rug, and there seems to be some fresh blood in it on the rug. On the rug itself, nearby are, as I mentioned before, there is a blanket nearby covering two forms but the strangest thing for you really is that in the centre of the altar is a silver ball the ball itself 
has the remnants of a heart in it. Um, the ball is covered in blood, and the heart looks like it. It looks like it's not an intact heart. We'll say. Or just saying that out of just just saying it's like they just don't die. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to say something completely different then. In theory, if we're saying you we consume the yes. sacrifice to ascend higher levels, wouldn't all we need to do is eat a bit of that? Uh, I'm Amrius has kind of perked up at hearing you say it because before he was just. He wasn't like Eb uh, it wasn't like um Raynor, you know, like splayed out feet up. But he was kind of like sat towards the front, just kind of like hand hands underneath his chin, just contemplating. He just kind of perks up. That would make sense, yes. And we would be allowed to go into the upper levels. Uh, again, um oh, where am I Unless You want to heard this? Um so essentially People have to stick by certain rules in this temple, uh, otherwise some awful thing might happen. One of the rules is that you can only ascend, uh, well, not ascend, you can only go up to the upper levels if you are part of the essential ritual, or if you take communion, otherwise something bad might happen. There are other stuff, such as you can only kill in certain areas, which it takes a second and just, oh, fuck. We may have broken that one already, but uh, let's try not to break other rules as well to invoke further age. So you are correct. Taking part of the communion may... Hmm. However, that doesn't raise the question. Can we... Can we bring it upon ourselves to eat a bit of a heart of someone who was once a living thing? It is not a, a beast or an animal as such. This was a sentient person such as yourself or I. Anyone hungry? <laughs> I shake my head. That answers that question, I guess. I... Hmm. I'm not too squeamish for the sake of finding out this little mystery. I'd... I'd be willing to do it, but not on my own, you know. I don't want to be ascending to some plane all on my lonesome. <laughs> I believe it might be a wise idea. Once the rest of them get back, we discuss this again in a bit more detail, and we decide amongst us who stays on this floor. Of course, he's just kind of, he's now stood up and walking towards you, kind of peering back into the bell. I do not believe there is enough of the heart there for all of us. I would say it just kind of peers again. We could probably get about six of us, five or six of us, maybe seven at a push. Oh, so a couple of us would have to stay well that's not the bad number um well i volunteer to be one to so you of course the sake of knowledge i'm also going to toddle my way over to the sheet with the dead bodies yeah as you're saying that amaris is just still kind of contemplating i would have to of course go it goes against my personal beliefs however 
I am here for a reason. I have no doubt that Epchar would also presumably wish to set us free. It's kind of walking down. Dix, kind of shouting yes. down to Dix. Uh, yes. Would would you eat the heart of potentially an elf or a bit of the sliver of the heart so that you can go up to the upper levels? For ascension? Well, for communion. Uh, well, I, th- I think it, it would be a must to have my presence. That is for it. I would agree as well as a as a, a practitioner of magic, yes. He kind of just makes his way up to Gregor. Gregor, can we count on you as well? I go where you go, Amrius. I mean, after all, I am your bodyguard. I just turn to Bimit. Bimit, are you alright with that? Bimit just kind of looks. That is fine. However, Bimit must refuse. Bimit will protect those down here. Fair enough, Bennett. I expected more of a pushback on that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bimit's easy his own I'm happy with that. I'm happy without having to give an explanation for that. So that is... Please, I implore you to reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> I've only known you for a minute or two, Bimit, but please. So that is four of us. Uh... Hmm. I, I'm going to guess here that Dravlan probably would not. Uh, the two of you have not met him yet. He is a priest of Lathander, but he's, he's awfully squeamish. He's not very fucking useful, I must say. Uh, what about... Yes. You, do you, have a, you have a priest in your mists, correct? That is the priest. That is... Do you not think a priest would be a wise person to take? He, he would be, if he was any good at anything. However... Whenever we are in combat, he is very much, oh, I cannot potentially... Wait, let me try and do his accent. Oh, I cannot potentially do that. It is against my creed. Which is bollocks, because everyone knows that Lefando is all about keeping people alive, but he's... No. No, no. I do not like that man. I wish I hadn't have brought him along on this, if we'd have been fine with no one. So, probably not Ravlan. Oh, apologies, Dix, I... It appears to no, be a no, raw no, nerve, no. does that one? Yes. I would say one more person, uh, but we shall wait for them to come back. And almost on cue as he's saying that, you can hear just faint talking. And first through the door is... Um, Gregor, again, you immediately recognise this as Redmond. But to the two of you, to... Um, Deeks and Ezidor comes bounding in a human in his early 30s with tanned skin, ruffled brown hair and hazel eyes. He does look young for his age though um, and he's kind of bounding in um, got a dirty cotton top on and a shawl and he's just like oh wow we oh wow you guys are here that's good we found so much it was uh, kind of great at times and then Horrific! Hey, Gregor. Who are those two? What are those? Arulo, what did you find? What did you find? I'll run around his legs. Who are you? Hey, word, you're a small gnome. Yes, I'm. I'm Dix. Redmond. Softly, <laughs> you're acting a bit strange. I mean, I don't know you, but it's a bit I'm... strange for this place. No, I'm just excited. Yes, yeah, unfortunately, this is what this is what Redmond is like. He is like a child. Oh, okay. 
Okay, I'm just making I've sure you didn't drink that. any of that. What's up, uh, that tree? Tree? There's a tree! Oh my word! There shouldn't be a tree down here, we're underground. This kind of looks really suspiciously at you. As he's, as he's doing this, from behind him walks a very tall tiefling. He is in his, he's at least in seven foot. He's got bright red skin and pure red eyes, darkened horns which protrude from his neck, uh, from his head, not his neck, and wrap around the back of his neck, point outwards, and a little bit of facial hair. And he's just clad in mithril armor with like a big ass, big ass weapon on him. Ebchar for the, uh, Ebchar? No, I am Ebchar. Redman for the love of God. Calm down. And the second it does that, Deeks, you notice that Redman just kind of. <sighs> okay, I'm good. It's nice to uh, seize Esador and Deeks. Have you replenished our ranks already, Father? That was quick, even for you. Yes, we found these in the holding area. I presume your your journey, it's your your escapades were successful too. Yes, yes, we found an area where it seemed willing sacrifices would stay was quite plush and fancy, if anything. I also got these, and he kind of pulls out three more books and just chucks them on the floor. They might prove useful for us. Can I collect them? Yep, you can pick up each. If you want to pick up all three, you can. So, I want to speed read. I want to try and speed read through them all while everyone's having conversations. Well, well you, um, look, sorry, go. On. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you do that, you can. However, for the next couple of minutes, we'll say you can't participate in the conversations. That's okay. Because if you're yes. spe if you're reading through it, you're not going to be able to read through, and um, you're not going to be able to read through and talk at the same time. No. Okay. No, I'll read through them though. Okay. Uh, let me just pick out which ones there would be. Can you tell me which ones you've already got? Sorry. Yeah. So I've got the Hundred Year War. Yep. And Merkel is immortal. Okay. Uh, so that one is what? I believe. Okay, because you're just picking these up and speed reading, I'm not going to do the quick description that I did last time. Instead, it will be up to you to uh, relay this to everyone. So. Oh. That should, that should be sent to you. Yeah, and yeah, Ezador and Gregor, you can just see Dix scurrying these books up and just kind of almost sat on the floor, just flicking through them. So the rest of you start talking. Um, Ezador, from behind Ebchar, you see a a hooded hobgoblin walk through. He's around about five foot two quite tall, he's very lean and thin, he's got dark amber skin, a very sharp 
hooked nose, and his upper face itself is quite sharp. His brow hangs over his um, face ever so slightly and covers his eyes. And because of the um, because of the hood, you can't quite see his hair, but you can see a couple of wisps of white hair as well as some bushy white eyebrows. Just <sighs> we have new people. That's odd. Who might you be? Says towards Ezidor specifically. Ezidor, previous captive, and now a release thanks to Yuku. My name is Travlan Temple. I am a priest of Lavanda. Ah, Lavanda. I keep hearing his name a lot. You have heard his name again in this temple. Yes, yes, yes. No, I know him well. Um, and as I say that, I'm gonna loot the bodies. <laughs> Do I see this? Roll me a perception. Ezador, roll me investigation, I think we said, for looting. Oh, what, sorry? Roll me, I think, investigation for looting. I'll just double check. Bella show we did say that. I got 13. Unfortunately, you do not. Yeah, investigation from you, please, Ezador. And yes, Gregor, unfortunately, you do not see him looting your friends. You can see him near the bodies, but you don't specifically see him loot the bodies. 15. 15? Mm. Okay, um... Okay, give me a second. So you pull one item from each of them. So from the corpse of the half or that you see with only one arm, you pull... It would help if I remember what rack had on him. Um, You see that on his head he is wearing a hat. You pull the hat off of him. What does it look like? <laughs> uh, I believe it was the shape of a fedora the last that rag changed it. So it's a fedora hat that you pull off. Ooh, very nice. I'm just going to wear it. <laughs> are you still thinking about it being a fedora hat? Or do, are you wishing... In your heart of hearts, are you wishing for it to be another type of hat? Well, I'm just thinking it's a hat, I. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah. like when you put it on, are you just like, oh, this is a nice hat, or you're like, oh, this is a nice hat, but I wish it was a top hat, something like that. Uh, what's a Van Helsing hat? Fedora. Is that? A, it's, it's just a larger. <laughs> it's just a larger fedora, isn't it? Well, that's a hat I would want. Yeah. <laughs> As you think that, it just kind of grows ever so slightly and overhangs a bit. Oh, yes! <laughs> and as you are looting the legs that are there, you find a large ornate golden key. Ooh. Looks important. Unfortunately, as you're doing this without other people realising, no one else spots you take this key, so no one else can tell you 
what this key is. I'm just going to put that in my pocket. And I'm going to be like, any good eating these? And I'm going to kick them. <laughs> what did you say, Ezidor? Any, goody, any goodies? No, I said, any good eating these? I'm going to kick one of the bodies. <laughs> good eating? They are, yes. former compa- they are former companions. Oh! <laughs> yeah, do I hear this? <laughs> you do. You hear this. You definitely, definitely hear that. Right. I'm going to get up and just, like, rush straight towards them. I'm going to draw out my sunblade. Take it out. I just put, Peace. Peace, just put it up to him and say, like, <laughs> Step away. I, I, I did not know. If I knew, I would have not said such a vile thing. And I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> check my <Yeah. laughs> So you guys spend the next couple of minutes just basically, because I don't want to go through all the introductions again with everyone, the, group, the rest of the expedition group are introduced to both Deeks and Ezador, who in turn introduced themselves. Deeks only half absently because he's still reading through his books. Do um, I recognise the hat, by the way, like that he's put on? Romy Perception, because you know that... Romy Perception with advantage, because you know he did not have a hat previously. <laughs> a perception... Yeah, five. The other one was in that one. Nice hands go. Just draw back my sunblade. Just like I don't remember you wearing a hat before. Oh yes, it's on my person. I've got I had it. So rather fetching, don't you think? Hmm. And then I'm just gonna cough them there. At this. The rest, everyone finds themselves about five or ten minutes later after some of the introductions and catching their breath and everything like that. The group find themselves sat pretty much on limbs, just like next to each other, kind of like almost a semicircle around each other. And you find yourselves discussing your plans for what is to come next. Um, Amrius has told the entire group about having to consume a sliver of the heart in order to go to the next level. He has confirmed that Ezidor, Gregor, Deeks, him and himself are definitely going to um, consume the heart. Um, Ebchar has confirmed that he will. So finally, he is kind of... He asks you, of the ones who are left, who would you prefer to come up with? You reckon you can only get one more sliver of hearts, there's six of you. So you can either choose, because Bimit's already said he won't, you can choose either Fu, Raynor, Redmond, or Dravlon. Hmm. I will will allow you all to decide yourself. My main person that I wished was Gregor, as he has been here from the very start. However, I will let you three decide who else you would like to watch your back. Well, I vote for food. Reasons? Ah, he's a protect... He's a... 
another bodyguard. So, do not do we have might already? Do we need some brains? No offense. None taken. I'm also quite intelligent. I'm not like Raynor. Hey, fuck you! And quite smart and reserved. I second food. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not strong enough for you wankers? No, we just need a protector here, don't we? Oh, <laughs> Rope persuasion. With advantage, you're just feeding into his eager. <laughs> Two twelves. Uh, what was it? Sorry. Uh, um, pers- persuasion. Persuasion. It's a fourteen. Now I wasn't too sure about you, because you've got that weird blue hair, scary eyes. You're all right. Very well. I volunteer to protect everyone else. You're welcome. Wise move. I'm just going to tip my hat. (laughs) For a wise man such as myself. It's kind of uncorks his um, flask and just starts drinking it down. Ah, that's good. So I'm going to turn to Bimmer and say, are you sure you're going to be all right down here? Yes. If I were to go up, then that would mean I do not know too much about my dragon kin or our gods and religions. But as I slumbered the other night, one name rang true, that of Bahamut, and I feel that if I was to consume the heart and go to the higher levels, this might be an offense to him. I do not wish to offend a god I have never met. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. As long as you stay safe, Bimit. We'll be right back. Bimit will make sure... I don't even need to do the pressing voice anymore. Bimit will make sure the rest are safe. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. We'll be back in a jiffy. Come running over with this, <laughs> with this, jiffy. with this book. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Uh, well, I don't know which voice that was. Fucking hell. Yes. What is what is wrong, Dukes? It says in here. Yeah. Communion was standard for every mass that took place in the temple. Unlike yeah. the test for the priest, the sacrifice needed to come from an unwilling participant in the eastern section of the temple. Symbolizing yes, the corruption of Lathanda and life. Yes. Once killed, yes. the heart of the sacrifice would be laid on the altar. Yes. Then the communion would proceed. Yes. Each member of the clergy would take a small slice of the heart, which is yes. what we were about to do, yes. before devouring it sense. and proceeding up the stairs to a higher level. Yes, if this was done, sense. yes, if this was done incorrectly, example, uh, the wrong section or room or from a willing sacrifice then the tenants of Merkel would be deemed to be broken and an avatar of Merkel would be called to judge the entire procession well I I would assume the sacrifice would be valid because it's been done hopefully but we don't know well we have just that that is actually a very good point Dukes however we have just come from the eastern section and 
I believe the room that Gregor promptly lost his uh, composure in was the sacrificial room that had fresh blood in it. That heart yes. seems relatively fresh. And um, he kind of leans in. Between you and I, there were missing crystal elves from higher up. It would not be out of the realms of possibility that that was one of the unwilling sacrifices. Hmm. So, what is your point? Well, my point is, is that as far as we are able to tell, I believe that that is a valid sacrifice. Hey, However, you I... have just come... I was just going to say as though I think with Deeks reading through that and telling us that that was, that was wise as it has potentially just confirmed that what we were about to do might be the right choice. Yes, and it also has the entire ritual Oh, in this book. Oh. Maybe and how it's all laid out and way. meant to be. So... What was the point of that room, uh, that room devoted to Lefanda then? Because that was awfully odd. I did graze across that. Give me a second. So there were holding rooms. Yes, that is where we found yourself and Esidor, I believe, yes. Which had numerous cages. Yes, that's correct. That is where they would have been storing you all for later. Um, yes, and then the sacrifices would then be periodically taken to the preparation room on the east side of the temple. Would that be the room full of all the torture that's devices? the torture chambers, yes. Oh. Terrible that they uh, which, which they which they called the death pit. That large, that large pit with the grate on it? Yes. That sacrifices will be selected depending on their mental and spiritual state. Those new and or defiant would not be taken in as Merkelites wish to slowly degrade their spirit and willpower. And there was a risk that torturing them would reinforce their beliefs in their god. Makes sense, yes. Moving so on they, from there. Oh, on. So the tree was like them. a preparation. No, no, Ezador, I, no. I believe that this the preparation was... Yes, the, the room, the dark room that we found, the that we had our battles in, I believe that's where they were torturing them until they until they broke them? It's until they were at a point of death, yes. before being slightly healed so they would not die. This cycle would continue for weeks until the sacrifice was deemed by an acolyte to be close to their ultimate breaking point. Once deemed ready, the Merkelites would prepare the next and ultimate more cruel stage of communion preparation. I believe I am starting to see where this is going, but please, for the rest of them, you would be so kind so that we yes. are able to understand the cruelty that we are dealing with here. You want me to go on? Please, my boy. So, when deemed ready, the sacrifice would be taken to the preparation room and it would be ensured that they would be the only sacrifice within the room. 
Then, once alone, the sacrifice would realize that a mistake has been made and would be able to escape. Knowing that the route they had come from would be full of Merkelite, they would have no choice but to delve further into the temple. However, after passing through a corridor, they would feel as though they had someone escaped the temple of Merkel and instead entered one of Lathander. They would be greeted by soft sounds as well as a scene reminiscent of Lathander, normally a large tree or spring of some sort. Additionally, like we found. Yeah, exactly, this is the room. Additionally, they would be able to feel the presence of Lathander due to a relic of Lathander being stored within the tree, but would not be able to commune with him. Nonetheless, the sacrifice would feel renewed hope and connection to Lathander and would set off further down the tunnel, determined to escape fully. That, that is what happened to Gregor, is it not? Almost. Didn't get that yeah. far. Uh, afterwards, the final and cruelest trick would be played. Um, and Merkelites would be revealed after passing down another tunnel. They would find themselves entering the sacrifice chamber and would be surrounded by acolytes of Merkel. Then it would be dawn on them that they were never close to escaping. Lathander had never helped them and every stage of their escape was a sick plan by the acolytes of Merkel. It was at that point that most sacrifices would reach their breaking point. With their beliefs, morales and spirit truly broken, they would be ready to be sacrificed. So it's all a sick joke. It's all a sick joke. Yes. As I said, it's a preparation. A death machine. Build up their hopes. So they can break, break them better. Would, would, yeah. you, would you like me to tell you how they do it? I would not, but I feel like... For another time, then. No, no, I, I would not like to hear it, but I feel like we must. To understand the depths that we are dealing with, and the levels that we may have to traverse ourselves to rid this land of this evil. You see, we haven't seen this room. Which room? The, the, the sacrificial room. room. Yeah, we, we've no, we've we seen were, the sacrificial room. Yes, what was the final room? Was a final room? I think there is. Please do go on. Let me read. In the dark, the only light being a green glow coming from the sacrificial circle, yeah. the sacrifice would be surrounded by the acolytes and forced into the circle. Once there, each acolyte would stab the sacrifice, making sure to avoid the heart and would draw out their suffering and pain for as long as possible. Once death finally claimed the sacrifice, their heart would be cut out and placed on the altar in the main hall, ready for the sermon. Having been transformed into the twisted remnants of Lathander's grace, the sacrifice themselves would be dumped in the eastern crypt, left to rot until they became skeletons of what we saw earlier at which point their remains would be thrown with the others in the main hall al alcoves or the western prayer room if their spirit had been particularly warped before death. During the sermon, the congregation would be invited to cut a slither of the sacrificed heart and consume it at the altar. 
Once consumed, the members of the congregation would be enabled to climb the stairs to the high level of the temple and enter the inner sanctum, where the final rite for the sermon would take place. However, there were risks associated with communion, namely if it was carried out incorrectly, example the sacrifice is killed outside of the sacrifice room, or if the sacrifice converted to the religion of Merkel during the process, or if they willingly allowed themselves to be murdered. Each of these would constitute as breaking one or more of the tenets of the church, and would result in an avatar of Merkel appearing in the entrance hall. The severity of the mistake would determine the severity of the judgement. It would not be uncommon for an entire congregation to be slaughtered on such occasions. So there's some info. Interesting. Very dark. Very dark. Incredibly, yeah. But I do take from that that that's okay. We can eat this because why is why is it why is it not being eaten already? It has, I, hasn't it? Part yes, it's, it's had slivers cut out. Mm. I believe it's because it wasn't full congregation. As you, he kind of like looks around. As you can see, this place would have held a lot more people. If there's only a small amount of people in this court at this moment in time, bear in mind that we already fought like five or six of them. We fought approximately half of them. Not all of which, the will have been eaten. Which tells me the people who have eaten it have prepared it properly and that's where they've gone. Yes, otherwise we would have found an avatar at this point. However, my point. other point. issue is... Gregor, do you remember when we first entered? There was the tenets, which were do not kill unless in the specified rooms. I do remember that, yes. I believe but that the sacrificial room seems to be important. But nothing has appeared. Yes, however, as soon as we are going into the upper areas, maybe we should keep our wits about us. Do you think it's wise for me specifically killing some of the some of the cultists? Would it be wise for me to stay down and not? No, because I believe if you've broken the tenants if you have actually broken the tenets, then it would not matter if you are above or below. However, it would make sense for all of us to be on guard. Maybe not Deeks and Ezador, in actual fact, as they never agreed to the tenets. However, the rest of us have. So it might be a wise idea for us to keep an eye out when we go up, or even when we come down. Of course, of course. If we come down. I agree. Or when we come down peaks. Optimism, my dear boy, we need it. We have to Reed. deal with such Philistines. Shall I be mother? I'm sure I pick up the hat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a saying I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> it, yes, please, please do, Esdor, if you would be so kind as to go first. Uh, like just, carved? <laughs> just to confirm, the group that is heading upwards is myself. Epchar. as you say in the names. Yeah. Ezador, Gregor, Deets, and Fu. Oh. Six of us, yes. That's fine. Yes, that will be more than enough, yes. And I've just arrayed them out in a line on the on the old table there. 
Amrius and Ebchar both reach forward and are just kind of like grimacing a bit. Fu just kind of looks at it and just. Ugh. I'll take a piece. Yeah, I'll take a piece and just go. Everyone just kind of chucks it in. I'm going to wait till last. That's <laughs> 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 what I was doing. Gregor, um, roll me a constitution save. Of course, of course. <laughs> Do I know it's um, any different, or are they dying or anything? <laughs> well, we'll see in a sec. Um, Amrius, Ebchar, and Fu are all fine. They just kind of miss a little bit, but they're fine. You really struggle to keep it down, you, because this is just a raw heart. Yeah, this is just a raw heart. So you kind of struggle to keep it down. You're gipping a little bit, but you managed mm. to not throw up the 12. Mm. Just swallow it. You can feel a bit of it, like, it's going on. Trying to pick out my teeth. Disgusted. Otherwise, they're fine. Let's just okay. do Okay. Okay, Deeks. <laughs> Roll me a console, please, guys. Hmm. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> 20, not a natural. Deeks, you just swallow this like a champ. It's it's just down the gullet. It's on the side, isn't it? Oh, plus like a, one, so... Like a seagull. Um, and Ezidor, you're not quite as seagull-like as Deeks, but you've managed to swallow it, no issue. Mm. I don't think I'd order it. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly a charming thing, is it? Nonetheless, I believe that we might be ready to go up the stairs. Let's go. Kind of, answer the rest of the group. If anyone other than us descends from these stairs or enters into this main hall, you have my permission to do whatever is necessary. Yes, matter time. Mine too. Yes, sir. Much appreciated as it always appears, but nonetheless, you are not the leader of the expedition. Nonetheless, oh no, I just mean I agree because well, I believe you're right. Know. That is good to know. Shall we, gentlemen? <laughs> Don't like him. Let's go. Let's do this. Yes. Shall we go? What was that, Chippy? You don't like him? No, no, I was just like, waiting for an Ezidor's to come in, but don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> what me to say? We're gonna take, we're gonna take long, is it? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Isidore's getting along better with Amrius than well, I think uh... ever did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, <laughs> as you guys are passing up the stairs, it feels as though you have passed through a veil of some kind, just like as hot air, as cold air hits you. A light briefly blinds you. And then you find yourself on the landing of another floor. Behind you, the stairs snake downwards, but you are unable to see them completely. In front of you is the landing itself. The landing is relatively simple compared to the lower area. The walls themselves are bare grey brickwork with no decoration. You can't fully view the ceiling. Like, if you look up, it just kind of extends. In, in infinite, essentially. However, 
there are some makeshift candelabras dangling down. On either side of you are some large, heavy-set wooden doors, and directly in front of you is a short hallway leading to a smaller door. The floor itself is made of simple stone with a red carpet leading both forward to the small door and to the side there's two larger doors. Which door would you like, Amaris? I will let you all decide amongst you. I have not quite had the right calls in this expedition so far. I find my... You and me both, Amaris. You well, I will take group consensus here. Well, let let let's let the new. Uh, party well, I don't think it matters. Yeah. I would agree. Well, I'm happy to let anyone else I'm just here back with support. This rather reminds me of a house I used to live in. Um. And where was the plinth stored in this house? Oh, in my house. Oh no, that was another house that the plinth was in, next to a tree. Uh, this was a. Yes, this is another manor house that I, that I used to own. Um, let's just take this one. Let's go right. You're cutting the twist. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What? I was going to say, I didn't hear any of that. Couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> so, it's always going right. I mean, we can do, we can do that. Um, okay, so Deeks, you're turning left. Isidore, you're turning right. Typical. Amrius. Um, and try just like uh, okay uh, so you're right and he's left that's fine Amrius is just I believe Greg you can follow them if you wish Gregor I'm going to, I'm just going to wait here for them to realise I follow I'll follow Dix then okay um who would you mind looking after father and I will follow Esador we shouldn't we should be in pairs of two so that no one is truly alone here so no one can get the jump on us. Who just kind of nods in agreement and follows Ezador. So Deeks, did you say right and Ezador is left? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with Ezador and um Epchar. Took me a second to remember his name there. So you open the door and enter what appears to be a small room. A small quiet room. Your footsteps echo off the stove. Your e- your footsteps <laughs> echo off the stone floor. And the room itself is scarcely lit by a few sconces on the wall. In the centre of the room is a font. In the font itself appears to be sand. And there is a small dagger placed to the side. Behind it is a pedestal holding what appears to be a small ring. Oh, dagger, ring, and sand. I think it's quite obvious what we got here, don't you think? What would that be? What can you tell? Elucidate me. Well, it's quite obvious, isn't it? You. A puzzle? Yes, a puzzle, yes, that we need to figure out between us. Most likely, yes. Are you now approaching the font, then? Uh, yes. As you approach the font, 
the following writing appears on the wall opposite you. It's like above where the ring is. The writing reads, The man who built it doesn't want it. The man who buys it doesn't need it. The man who needs it doesn't know it. What is it? Just a real coffin. What did you say? Coffin. I believe that we should probably write it in the font. What? It? it? No, write coffin in the font. If you believe the answer to be coffin, then write coffin. I thought you said coffee. I was like, what? I did. Coffee. But what if it's wrong? Then we will find out if it is wrong through one way or another. Well, could it be anything else? Not with that roll, I couldn't think of anything else. Okay. Um, with the finger? <laughs> you wish. Uh, it, kind of, it kind of grabs your hand. Maybe use the dagger provided. Oh yes, I, I, was, I was testing you. I just want to see you on your game. Always. Uh, so I'll pick up the dagger. Yeah. And do you carve coffin in? Yeah. The second that you finish the end, you just hear kind of like a shing. The font <laughs> kind of rumbles <laughs> and lowers down. So directly in front of you is the small ring on the pedestal. Sorry, I saw I knew that riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to guess it. I was like, Ooh. I yes. remember that one. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I actually, I've heard that what that riddle before. I, I. Uh, it seems so come in handy. Yes, would you yes. like the Would you like the ring? Soon as you did say, uh, as soon as you did answer it. Yes, thank you. Are you okay, Amuris? You seem slightly. Epchar. Epchar, sorry. <laughs> you seem slightly <laughs> annoyed. <laughs> no, no, not annoyed. Uh, just. On the lookout, we'll say. Oh, good. You have not good been chance. part of this group for long. However, losing losing such a large mem uh, such a large amount of our members in such a short succession does not bode well to me at all. I fear that we are walking into the into the jaws of a monster that we have not yet seen. We do not even realise we are walking into the jaws. Oh, that's okay. I just as long as we're okay, because I'd like to think we could we could get along. And I'll say that as I pick up the ring and all that. <laughs> as you're saying that, we shall see how well you handle yourself. And then maybe if you survive this, we may get along afterwards. But for now, let us focus on the task ahead. With that, you have picked up. Seeing as you have not got it appraised or anything yet. A gold-banded ring, painted black, and adorned with the white skull of Merkel. Pardon? Trying to type lightly here, so that's fine. Um, you can, you can, you can call it the Ring of Merkel, but in brackets, right unappraised. 
Yes. Okay. Anything else here? I think we've. Uh... That is it. And with that, we kind of like zoom the camera back as you and Ebchar make your way back out of the room into the main hall. And we go to the left puzzle room. So, Deeks and Gregor, you open the door and you enter what appears to be a small, quiet room. Your footsteps echo off the stone floor and the room itself is basely, basely, scarcely lit by a few sconces on the wall. The most simplest description and I've fucked it up twice. <laughs> in front of you is a font. Gregor, this one's similar to the one that you saw in the main hall. However, rather than being filled with blood, this one is filled with sand. Behind it is a pedestal holding what appears to be a horned crown. There's a slight there's a small dagger to the side of the pedestal. Deeks, yeah. you also see all of this as well, of course. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. What do you think, Dix? I think it's some kind of puzzle. I'm guessing you two approach the pedestal? Yeah. Absolutely. As you approach it, the following writing appears on the wall. I am the beginning of everything. The end of everywhere. I am the beginning of eternity. The end of time and space. What am I? Could you read say it again? again for me, please? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you want me to read again? I am the beginning of everything. The end of everywhere. I'm the beginning of eternity. The end of time and space. What am I? I'll let you take this one, Gregor. <laughs> All right, I'm no. gonna I'm gonna try life then. You carve life in, and it takes a second, and you hear a. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we only get three chances. Mm. I'll let you guess this time. Underneath the writing, you just see more writing. Nice try. You don't have to answer it, you can just leave the room. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to figure this out. I'm going to uh, have to start chasing you guys up. We can't have like half an hour if you guys just thinking. <laughs> if you want to discuss it amongst yourself, you're fine to do that as well, of course. But obviously, if you do, discuss into the microphones, please, guys. I know, <laughs> yeah. sat, I know you're sat next to each other, but we need to be able to hear it. Beginning. I've heard this before as well. Uh, I have not heard that one. Probably have because I found out from my riddle site. I knew the other one, the other one. Gone the other way. <laughs> um, death? Are you writing that in? Mm, I'm just, I'm saying it to uh, Dicks. Death. Okay. 
<laughs> Josh, he'll never give up. <laughs> you are. You do you have two more chances, so, Gregor. You can write that in if you want. You'll have at least one more chance, you think. It's up to you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna go for death. I'm just gonna say in the death. distance you can hear like a pendulum swinging. But as Gregor carves in death, the pendulum stops and it takes a and split everywhere. second, but then you hear Ching. Yay! As the he, as the font starts it. to rumble and lower down. So all in front of you is the is the horned crown. <laughs> I just go out and just grab it and just have a look at it. It is a a, a small it is a silver circlet with a black diamond set on the brow with four horns protruding and mounting around the edge. If you look closely at the diamond it reveals some sort of swirling energy. So in your inventory, you have the crown of horns unappraised. And appraised? Unappraised. Oh, unappraised. I was like, appraised? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Un until you get it appraised, I can't tell you what the actual things are with it unless you accidentally find out about them. Hmm. Uh, what was it called again? A crown of horns? Yes, the crown of horns. He says, just after JB is just washing his face with his hands from the looks of it. <laughs> it's got me, that one. Can I just go pop it on my head? Uh, it's very yes. nice, Gregor. <laughs> uh, give me one oh. second. Thank you, dicks. <laughs> you explode. <laughs> as, <laughs> as well, you... That's the end of Gregor. <laughs> As you put it on your head, you put it on your head. You hear in your in your mind. Ah, another one. Just put me on. I am once more audible. Who may I ask as the order? Uh, hello, this is Gregor. Gregor. May I ask who this is? This. Whatever is needed. 
so are you saying that you've got powers that you can use? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, with me, hmm. Maybe, when we are not. You know many, and I will tell you all that I know. I think this will be... Yes. I think this will be good. Nice to meet you. Um, nice to meet you, too. <laughs> I just keep the, ha- I'll keep the helmet on and I'll walk out of the room. Yep, so... Um, I'm still stood there trying to work out this riddle. The rest of you, minus Deeks, I'm assuming, unless Deeks has joined again... Yeah. No. <laughs> it's still in there. Yes. As the, re- as the rest of you get back, Amrys just sees you. Oh, uh, that is a nice headset that you have on, Gregor. Uh, where is the gnome? Oh, the gnome. No. I just turn around. Uh, is the door closed behind me? No, the door's open unless you shut it. Uh, he's still back there. He's still contemplating the riddle that I solved all by myself. <laughs> Oh, by myself. <laughs> Just sounding incredibly proud of yourself. Oh, that is very good. Glorious. Yes, a bit like me. <laughs> oh, you you did it as well, did you? That is that is glorious. We have some we have some real smart people amongst ourselves, evidently. Yes, I am smart, but I have to admit, it was an ex-wife sort of uh, gave me that riddle a while back. So yeah. I got it right then, of course, but. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, I believe that we should possibly wait for uh, for Deeks to make his way back. Stop! Open the door. There's just flames everywhere. Spared <laughs> 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 in the place. Stop! Fucking death! I'll give you death, you bastards! <laughs> okay, let me just load something. Can I turn to Amrius Reap? Yes, of course. You turn to Amrius Reap. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna take my helmet off and just think. Just say, what do you think of this? Uh, give me one second. You try to take the helmet off. I knew something like that's gonna happen. <laughs> and... As soon as I put it on, it's talking to me. It's like, yeah, I was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're not take me off yet, Gregor. We have so much to talk about. Do not reveal my existence to them yet. We must have verse first. Even a god. And then we can then we can discuss with you. I just said, never mind. I'll discuss it nope. later. <laughs> 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 Um, could you tell me more about this? I just turn away and just start walking to the to the, you know, the smaller door, just yep. up ahead. What is through this door? I believe that this will be the summoning room. The summoning room is where the the structuralists and my acolytes would gather. They would pledge their fealty to me. Let me know that is the innocent. 
I just turned to the rest of the group. I believe this is the summoning room. What would make you believe that this is a summoning room, Gurgle? I mean, I, I'm not going to question it. I'm happy to go into it, but... Uh... Um, it's very hard to explain at the moment, but it does have something to do with this... Just point to their helmet. His eyes narrow a bit. We shall discuss this outside of the temple. <laughs> <laughs> I just put my, my finger up like... Okay. Well, I, I'm going to suggest that two more of us remain outside just in case more people follow. I know we obviously have our group below protecting us, but did you all notice that when we left the lower floor, when we ascended, as it were, we seemed to pass through something almost like a veil? I did notice that, yes. It would not be out of the realms of possibility that each lower area is a separate location, and this upper area is a convergence point. So, theoretically, if one was in another temple of Merkur, and they ascended, they would also come here. Are you saying that we're in a different location from where we were downstairs? Potentially. Therefore, I would request that Fu and Ebchar remain outside. For now, at least, until we can ascertain what is going on in the next few rooms. That is quite alright. I'm coming out with my head held high now. Deeks, are you... I've I've solved it. I've solved it. The answer was existence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fairly sure that wasn't the answer, but whatever floats your boat, that work. I exist. You do exist. That is a very good point. That is a jolly good point. Uh, However, we were saying that Boo and uh, Ebchar would remain outside. Ebchar kind of grunts a bit annoyed, but nods. And Foo just sits down onto the floor, takes his sword out, and just kind of holds it like that. Fine. Yes, I agree. Let's ascend. Okay. Uh, let me just find the issue with having 20 different tabs open. So as you as you enter the room, large door, the small door closes behind you, and you hear a distinct of a lock clicking into place. But now at least you are all locked in, and directly in front of you is what appears to be a rudimentary statue standing around about your height. The room itself is a medium-sized circular room. And the floor itself is being bare stone with no patterns on it. And lights kind of dangle from the ceiling with chains around them. They do provide some light, but the room itself is quite dim. Littered around the chamber are various piles of bones and skulls. They mainly litter the perimeter of the room, but there are some piles here and there in the center of the room. And above, suspended, like I said, are chains that support the lights, as well as numerous others that don't seem to hold anything. And even higher up, it is very difficult for you to see, but you can see 
some kind of like almost gloves that are on these chains. And there's a large cage just kind of swaying a bit lazily. They said there is a rudimentary statue in the center that seems to be about six foot tall. Looks like it's been made out of bones, similar to the bone piles that litter around the room. And the bones twist and weave their way around, forming a pedestal almost of sorts, on top of which lies the large skull of a dragon. Behind the statue on the stone wall is what appears to be an indentation of some kind, hinting at the door. Uh, is it is it a language uh, just above the door, or is it just uh, just symbols? There's nothing above the door. It's just an indentation. So it looks as though there might have been something there at some point, but it's not there at the moment. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, an indentation rather than an actual thing there itself. Uh, can can I just have a walk around the room just to see? And as I'm doing so, I'm just going to ask my helmet. So, <laughs> what do you use this room for? As I said, we pledge fealty, or the acolytes pledge fealty to me. It means renouncing any of the deities that you You must approach the statue. Will this hurt? I'll bury the gold that you follow might not be happy. Am I hearing Gregor talking to someone? You can hear him talking to himself as he's walking around. Hey, well, to yes. whom are you talking? <laughs> well, of course, my helmet. Right. Good to know. Not just me, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story. I'll explain after I leave. Yes, he's a weird one. Hmm. <laughs> Um, Amrius himself is slowly starting to approach the statue. I just kind of just tend to Amrius and go, no. Why not? I believe that we are locked in this room for now. That statue is the only point of interest. Really, we must, at the very least, see what it wants. I'll be a bit wary of that statue in the middle. Um, I've had, I have had some words with my crown and um... <laughs> always critical always I was going to say are you a religious man Amrius uh, it depends I, I know that the gods and deities exist but I do not truly follow any of them myself I don't believe um, well basically I think if you go up to that statue in the middle you have to swear fealty Mm. Unfortunately, the only true affiliate that I have is to Ogmar, the god of knowledge. He would not be too happy if I pledged fealty elsewhere. You on that one, Amrius? Oh, do you follow Ogmar as well? Well, knowledge. Knowledge, yeah, yes. I do. I think I suppose they're different. 
Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> there are obviously, as you well know, there are different deities of knowledge too, to each their own. Right. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Can I can I turn again and just go, Merkel? Is there a way of getting past here without doing the ritual in a way? You can. That's all the truth. Sorry, say that again. You can. You battle the jailer. Battle the jailer? Yes. He is the keeper of the crypts. He is the one who knows that only true acolytes enter the innocent. If you believe yourselves to be strong enough to defeat him, then by all means, don't even discuss it. With the statue to simply destroy the statue. I just turn back to the group. I think we've got two choices here. Either we submit and give our loyalty to Merkel, or I'm not too keen on the last on this one though. We destroy the statue in the middle and go against the jailer. I go with destroy. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> hmm. There's only the four of us, is there not? If I was to answer the order, well, one, Ogma would not be happy, and two, we would be at a stalemate, so unfortunately, as much as I appreciate your counsel on this one, Gregor, I believe our only course might be to destroy the statue. Can't be that hard. We've got a we've got a, a a gnome with immense powers. We've got two brainy people with fighting skills, and you, Gregor. What could go wrong? Jesus, that was brutal. <laughs> Fuck it out. It was. What? You, Gregor. <laughs> I suppose we got you as well. Jesus Christ. Oh no, I didn't mean it. I just meant I knew Gregor. What can go wrong? What is that? It seemed like an insult to Gregor, but fair enough if it wasn't. It's like you two intelligent people, you who's got fighting capabilities, and you. Oh, sorry. I mean, you, <laughs> Gregor, with too. all your immense skills. <laughs> what can go wrong? <laughs> right. Who so, wants to be the first to gonna say. take down this statue? Let's kick out my short sword and smack it. <laughs> so you, yeah, I get my what? I get my um sun sun, sun sword out and just gonna stab it straight in the middle of it. So as Gregor, you stab you here like a <laughs> piercing noise from the skull itself, and as a door, you kind of like hit it, and as you do, you just hear a as all the burns clatter to the floor. The second that you do. The burns clatter to the floor, and the second that the burns hit the floor, you feel large vibrations and rumbling as the room itself begins to shake. The chains and cages above you start to rattle violently. A cacophony of metal rings across the entire room. Next, the piles of burns and skulls that littered the chamber now begin to roll and move slowly at first, looking almost as though 
the vibrations are turning them. But after a couple of seconds of this moving, it's unmistakable. The moving of their own accord, as if powered by some higher being. They are forced towards the center. They rattle, they turn, they begin to pile up on each other. They form a rudimentary humanoid shape. The bones, they crash into each other, some of them shattering, others merging, splintering, until there's a large mass forming a torso with numerous bones just bending to form a makeshift ribcage. On both sides of the torso, more cracking as the bones splinter and wrap around each other, as though they are a rope slowly beginning to form. The bones continue building up until they've formed two arms, thick as tree trunks. And as they do so, the same happens below the torso. As more of these bones smash into each other, shattering and cracking and merging, forming large, heavy set legs. Next, the chain, uh, the cage in the ceiling drops to the floor with an almighty clang. It begins rolling towards the mass of bones, writhing, rolling up them before taking its place in a large cavity in the right side of the chest. More of the skulls start rolling up towards the top of the torso, forming broad shoulders, and above them, there are more bones cracking and distorting as it forms a monstrous face, wrecked in agony. Finger bones protrude upwards and downwards before the makeshift jaw snaps together, splintering them into malformed teeth inhuman and jagged. Eyeballs begin to roll and appear on the crooks of its head. Far too many for it to be human. All of them swiveling at all angles rapidly. With the main body formed, it raises its arms and lets out an unearthly roar. As the shock waves from this causes the fleshy materials from the hooks above to drop down in globules. It hits the monstrosity in the face as it does, and as these globules hit it, it wraps around the arms and the hands, starting to become taut and scarred. The face itself, again, more of these globules hit it, and as the face is covered, almost as if by wax that suddenly hardens and melts, it tautens, forming very thin, very taut skin around it. It, The torso itself is only partially covered as the flesh, the globules specifically hit around the ribcage, harden it in place, fixing it there. The flesh covers the legs, and you notice that as it covers the legs, the flesh itself is bleeding until the legs themselves are only fleshy stubs. And even though it's trying, this globule of flesh is unable to completely cover the shoulders. It's incredibly taut, incredibly tight. You're able to see all of the bones, all of the muscle, and numerous skulls just kind of rip through this taut, fleshy globule. As they do, each of the skull lets out a loud piercing noise as each one pierces through the globule of flesh. The jaws still chattering. With the creature now fully formed, it reaches up 
It grabs a chain that is dangling above and yanks it down, causing one of the lights to shatter and flames to whoosh in front of you before fading quickly. It roars once more, a deep and suddenly all of the swelling eyes fixes on the floor of you. Knew we should have submitted to Merkel. We're looking for the jailer. Have you seen him? Hi guys, Tom here. I just wanted to thank everyone who has watched or listened to this episode and those who have kept up with everything that we've released so far. With this episode, we're around about halfway through the first season of this campaign. Well, I say halfway through the first season. That's the plan, but as always with D&D and with this particular set of players, plans are really stuck to, so it might be a bit longer, it might be a bit shorter. Who knows? The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is our first campaign and it's completely homebrew, minus deity names and roles, so we've definitely enjoyed exploring this new world with you all so far. This episode has featured JB as Dix, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint and outro music were all provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. I know I say this pretty much every session, but we are incredibly lucky to be allowed to use so many incredible tracks and ambiences created by some amazingly generous musicians. Their creations have allowed us to completely uplift so many of the things that we've recorded. I'd like to thank incredible musicians such as Alexander Nakarada, Alexandra Zelenov, CO.ag Music, Michael Gelfi Studios, Scott Buckley, Survival Spheres, the Seventh Midnight, and Vivek Abhishek. These people are all amazing, and you can tell that they put everything into what they produce. So if you've heard a track that you like in this episode, why not check out the description for the links and show them some love? Likewise, if you want to show us some support, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. We have all of our current episodes up there in a Season 1 playlist. Rollcast is also on Twitter and Facebook, where we post information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and... We're just about ready to start dropping some behind-the-scenes facts on there, such as, did you know that before the pandemic, we used to play our sessions in a laundromat? Additionally, there's going to be lore and information about the world of Eaflock that you wouldn't get during normal sessions. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube, all on the handle, at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch, but you still want to listen? We got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next on the 5th of July for episode 16, where we'll see if the group can defeat the jailer. Everything has been leading up to this. Will all of the deaths so far have been worth it? Are there more deaths to come? What is the deal with that crown? Find out July 5th.
JB, just while I ask this, JB, were you searching for the answer? So I saw you no, typing. No, I'm just writing right on it. Right I was going to say, I saw you typing. <laughs> I'm on Google. And I'm like, Google? You, you, you could do that if, if you want, I guess. But, you know, that's no. kind of ruined the challenge. <laughs> Sorry, I'll come back in. <laughs>